is a world premiere. Live from Toronto, spinning the best hip-hop, R&B, Afrobeats, dancehall, and fumble music. This is 3D Sound on After Hours. 102.7, Friday nights from 9 to 11, only on East FM. We've been here before. We've been here before. <laughs> All right. Yo, okay. Right now. Okay. Right okay. here. Okay. Uh, uh, New Year's Eve vibes. The perfect feels for New Year's Eve. Going Switching into it up. 2021. 2021. Hoping to hear more bangers. Mm-hmm. 2020 was a year full of bangers. It was. Even though Suckle Suckle was from 2019, that was still full of bangers. <laughs> straight, straight, straight. Hey, yo, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the airways on this New Year's Eve night. It special, is. Special, special show tonight. Night. Switching it up. Adjust our schedule a little bit just so we can make tonight's show. Yeah, bro, I'm still sleeping For here. For the people, oh, man. For the people, once again. <laughs> on a Thursday night instead of a Friday night, coming out live. 9 p.m. on East FM. It's the After Hours Show, 102.7. Prodigy, 9 p.m.? What time are we going till tonight? We're going till? We're going till midnight till for the first time. Till that clock hits, bro. We're going till, till that, that clock, clock hits, hits, till that ball drops. Yo, we know normally people are out and about partying. This year's a little different. You're probably at home with your loved ones. Ah, uh, yes. And we wanted y'all to turn up while you're still at home. Ah, uh, yes. And still kicking and still jamming. That's and right. that's why we're doing you a favor by going mm-hmm. up until 12 p.m. That's Party right. 12 a.m., I should say, rather. It's that's the right. New Year's Eve show. Again, once again, live here on Woo! After Hours 102.7. We got a very special guest in the building today. We got Jerome B. Guest interview coming all the way from the UK. Yeah. Man, tonight is jam-packed bang, with a bang. number it's a bang bang episode. Oh, crazy, crazy things <laughs> going down, man. Yo, let's quickly before we get Jerome on the beat on the line. <laughs> let's touch base about 2020. Pretty, pretty crazy year to say the least. Yo, That's right, yeah. I don't even know if there's uh, words to describe what 2020 is. This be kids like learning about this in history books in years from now, man. Yo, that's, For real. A, that's a fact. That's a it big a fact. fact. You know what I mean? Changing our, the way that we live going forward from here as well, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys see that, that that meme that's been going around this year of that guy sitting on the rocking chair with, this, <laughs> with the kid sitting on his lap, and he's like, "Hey, grandpa, what have you? What were you doing during 2020? You know? <laughs> what did the kid? What did the grandpa say? The grandpa's like, I was buying." Bitcoin. <laughs> Yo, the grandpa's you know? a legend, fam. You know, Yo, people, that's what he's seriously. doing. Yo, this year, even over coronavirus, there's a lot of like things that took place this so year. So many too. things that took place this yeah, year, man. man. But like, I think it, I can speak from everyone. It, it either felt super long or it was super fast as well. It went both ways for me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I felt like this, like when I look back I, I, on Snapchat memories, you know what's up with the memories? Ah, yes. I don't, I see things from January that was pre-COVID because COVID wasn't really a thing at that time that I don't even remember them being this year. That felt like two years, two, three years ago back in uh, things that happened like prior to COVID. Agreed. And then when COVID hit and then we just, everyone stayed at home and now we're in December, December 31st, bro. Yeah, God. pretty much. Wow. Pretty, pretty, wow. I'm, wow. I'm just taking it in right now. Like, as you put that into to, to my head, I'm like, wow, this year is like almost like a blur, but at the same time, not a blur. Like, it's weird. It's, it is in between. It is like felt long or felt short. Exactly. It's been, it's been, it's been a mix of that. It's, and hopefully 2021, we don't know what's going on with this mRNA vaccine and everything like that. But what do you think is the biggest, uh, let me ask you biggest a question. Biggest story of Biggest story for you or like what you feel like is the biggest thing of 2020 that you mm. will, 
effectively remember for the rest of your lives. Other than corona- coronavirus and COVID-19 because that's going to be in books like you said earlier. I don't know. I want to say the launch of After Hours 102.7 live on East FM every Friday at 9 to 11.30. I should put that in the disclaimer and said not that either, you know, because that's obviously going to be Yo, this, It's going to be written in books too, you know? Yo, I'm just going to say <laughs> history course, books. Of course. For real. Yo, honestly, yeah. It's tough to say. There's there's a lot. Just pick one on top of your head. Don't 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 yeah, hurt I, your brain too hard on this one. Yo, Try that. The L of losing SPB. I want to say. Okay. Ooh, that's gonna leave yeah. a scar. Yeah, that's a good. That, that's that's you know? that's yeah. a good one. That's yeah. gonna leave a scar for a while. Even Kobe too. And like, yo, we lost a lot of, of like you know legends. I guess legends you say this year, year for yeah. sure. In in every industry, in every aspect, aspect you know. Yeah. yeah. What 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 about you, Cipher? What do you think? Uh yo, I, I don't know. This George Floyd thing was pretty big. You know, that's something that happened early on in this year. We kind of like... Definitely. We left that... It doesn't feel like this year. It doesn't feel like Seriously. this year. But yeah, that <laughs> that kind of like changed things uh, in how how America's uh, viewing things now. And I think it's just a matter of time that a lot of these things that have been uh, dug deep into the soil have been resurfaced, right? right? So I think that's very important. That's not only like some of the things that happened. I think that just started the trend of bringing everything back to the surface and yeah. that goes for everything even it, was, it was like the tipping point and it just so happened to happen in 2020 exactly, yeah you know? exactly. i think that's what it was mm-hmm. and you know it's actually something else that it's gonna be talking about in uh, in history books as well i mean the protests were the largest ever yeah. in u.s history right the so, world movement exactly 100 like that impactful yeah man it was uh it was it was bigger it was bigger than what it uh, intended to be you know what i mean and that's that for only sure. pushes for, for positive vibes so for myself i think that one event i think that kind of shook things even more since the world's already shaking was I think Kobe as well too Kobe for sure yeah just because that was like a, like a surreal moment it's like what the heck just happened right yeah. now you know like it doesn't make any sense like I don't know what it is it's like same thing with SPB that came later in the year but like yeah. with Kobe it's one of those things where you're like this doesn't seem real you yeah, know, it you know what I mean at all. like I, I actually remember the time and place of where I was when I heard that news too because like it was so unreal I yeah. do too yeah. like man I remember I was coming back uh I was, I was coming off a plane from somewhere. Where, I, I forgot where I was coming back. I think it was coming back from Vancouver, BC. And we got that news that Kobe passed away. Uh, and man, like, it's like you're looking around and everyone's getting the news at the same time and no one can really believe that it's actually going down. Yeah, and, and I'm just sitting here scrolling through a list of like just, just stuff that's happened. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like this is an eventful year. We could be here all day talking about what happened in can 2020. You, can you believe Tiger King was this year as well? Yeah. That, that, yeah, that court, that quarantine documentary, documentary. Yes. Carol non- Baskin of this nonsense, <laughs> killed her. Nonsense, is the nonsense word, bro. Nonsense. Not thank you. Nonsense, is the straight word. nonsense. <laughs> that people had nothing else to do but had to watch this. Bro. The, the Beirut explosion. Relevant. Oh yeah, the Beirut that was explosion. That's that right. The come up of TikTok. Yeah, the come up of TikTok. California fires with that red Cal- halo. Yeah, Mister. Mm-hmm. I mean. Mrs. Donald Trump getting uh, removed from office, you know, <laughs> losing the election. <laughs> another historic <laughs> moment. Another historic. You guys hear about the Twitter hack that happened this year? No. So this is this one kid who actually went on Twitter and he actually ha- managed to hack all like we're talking about um, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, like heavy, heavy hitter Twitter accounts of high status celebrities. And what he did is he effectively went onto their um, Twitters and he tweeted out saying something along the lines of uh, send me Bitcoin and I'll send it back. And he put his address and he actually accumulated a, a big ton of Bitcoin. And he, wow. by, by exploiting these famous people's Twitter accounts. This is, uh, I thought that was pretty, that was, that was pretty interesting because something, that's something I follow. So tumultuous year for sure. So nonetheless, we can say it's been a crazy year. Can you think of any positive that came out of this year for like, what, what's the biggest good thing or positive thing that you could think of that happened this year? Or people even improving to you? their uh, hygiene habits. 
Their eyes you can watch their hands. People are cleaner, you know. Watch their hands. Watch their faces. Yo, that's a watch fact. everything, you that's know. A fact. Mm-hmm. No more dirt bags out here. <laughs> I think for me personally, the positive is I guess what 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 twenty twenty is at least for myself has made me realize that like, yo, you should be grateful for everything you have because with coronavirus and COVID that we've had, it's effectively there's people out there either losing their lives, really really sick, losing jobs, mm-hmm. just the whole world shaking, right? Right. And there's then. Another group of people who've effectively not really been affected. I mean, minus th- things like work from home, which is mm-hmm. I'm not even including. But like, right. if your life for the most part has not been affected for 2020 you and you've be been blessed. able to carry on, yeah. yeah, you've been be super grateful. blessed blessed beyond everything. For sure. 100%. So I mean, that's 2020 for 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 uh, in, in like a quick wrap up, yeah. right? And I think we really got lucky too. I mean, uh, we're blessed to be able to sit inside the studio here and be able to bring you. The culture and push the culture through the airwaves every Friday night and some hits, you know, and some hits, and yeah. we got the hit maker in the studio mm-hmm. with That's us right. tonight. Speaking of which, we do have the boy Jerome B in the building. Jerome, oh, what is going on, my guy? Thank you, thank you guys for having me. Not much, man. We've got lockdown here, so not much to say. <laughs> hey, man, someone in your line of work that sounds like uh, good news to be honest. You know, <laughs> you know, you know it's kind of good news yeah i get some time at home but then you know i'm always if you're a producer you work from home anyway so so jerome we know man like we've been waiting to talk to you for a long time (laughs) like almost all the songs that we play here are jerome b on the beat man (laughs) it's almost like you're the backbone of the europe music scene for real like just the amount of impact you've had up until now so for people who are listening and don't know who jerome b is why don't you give us a little bit of introduction? Who are you and how did you start this thing? Um, so yeah, I'm a producer I'm from the UK. Uh, been producing on commercial level for about three, four years, I'd say. Um, started off just listening to other people, you know, older than me in the scene, independent scene, and then kind of get inspiration. And then I, inspiration from our scene, uh, mm-hmm. Indian scene, and also just like white music, UK music, American music. Right, right. It's just, it's just grown since then, I guess. So when you say commercial, what did you start off with? Did this start off as like a hobby and then you, you just realized that you had such a big talent? Um, so if you, the start point, I would say I used to play keyboard. As mm. you know, most Tamil people do play keyboard. Mm. I started playing keyboard and then um, I was, I had a big interest in it. And then that, that kind of got me interested in like, softwares and you know that kind of techie stuff and mm-hmm. it became to production and then i started doing like covers and stuff like music covers and then i said eventually i started making a couple of links that's when i started producing and then you know, and then i've been doing that for about three four years now and so this key, the keyboard interest is something that uh is one of those things that your parents uh like you know jerome let's go to the keyboard classes and it kind of put, picked up from there or what is what's the background for that yeah, uh, yeah. I, it was started when I was younger. I went keyboard class, and then mm-hmm. uh, and you stuck through it. Yeah, I kind of stuck through it. But I, I ended up teaching myself because I play by ear. I didn't really. Okay. I find it hard to learn from someone else, so I played by ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually learned from Princeton, who's another um, producer. He's produced a couple of songs back in the days, and he's he does mixing now. For is, a lot of Princeton, correct me if I'm wrong. Is Princeton called the virus producer? Yeah, he produced uh, "Without You" for Carlos. Yes, I knew I remember that name from somewhere. <laughs> so Jerome, you're a young kid doing big things, bro. Like there's people that have been trying to do uh, things similar to you in your industry, but you are the 
I would say outlier, the, the outlier legend in UK. And everyone knows that you got to work with Jerome B if you want to hit like a, a million views on YouTube. You know what I mean? So how did you get that connect? First, it started off with this connection that you had with Princeton. How did it go from there? Was it just like one song that you had that blew up and then everyone started re- like recognizing your name from there? Um, so if I go back to my days learning keyboard, when I met Princeton, I, I was think I was eight or nine years old. So back then it was just an interest in keyboard. And then that interest became an interest in like production. And then that's when I saw like these songs from Cardinal Virus, MC Psy, those kind of uh, old people who started the industry. And then I started doing covers of their songs. And then um, Ooh, okay. breakthrough wise, the first I, I knew, obviously, you guys know IFT Prod. Um, yes, yes. Boston and Zoas and the rest of the crew. Uh, yeah. I've, they were all from like the same area. So okay. I would right. them. And then uh, eventually we were like, cool, let's do a track together. And the first track me and Boston did was a song called Ivodana. Mm hmm. Um, it's actually in one of their first album. If you listen to it, it's called Ivodana. But we Is that the Infinite Eight album? So, yeah, it's an Infinite Eight, yeah. So, but we didn't release that song until two years later. I think the first thing I did with them was a, a remix of Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yes. Uh, that's, uh, we think we did that in 2017. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we were like, you know what? Like People like this stuff, so let's work together. Let's do some more stuff. And then we did a... Uh, another remix of uh Magente. yes after that we did i think the song that bro uh kind of gave us like a platform was uh called takarapunna takarapunna yes yes yeah that was Archie suas and uh tish uh, so, the so yeah. John, let me let me ask you something because you said um you guys worked on a track didn't yeah. release for two years the evil Lana, which ended up on the album yeah was it uh because you just didn't get around to release it or was it like a, a confidence thing where you guys weren't sure if you know this would be received well and you did you guys didn't want to push it out and then that's why the covers came first and then those were easier to release was it was that the case or i think we knew that it wasn't maybe the right time to release a song like that because that was a proper love song all okay. right and at this time that's when people were starting to listen to like more upbeat songs so mm. then randomly we got the thought i think uh, ed sheeran's song was trending at the time we were doing it so we were like cool Let's just do something like this. Maybe get a platform, and then when the time is right, we can um, release Ivadana. Fair enough, definitely. Well, and I, yeah. I, and I think it definitely did work in your favor because songs like um, you know hits like Soko Soko are all uh, like covers or uh, renditions of an original song, and they obviously had their own flavor and yeah. uh, their own lyricism on top, and it just skyrocketed you guys even that much more to start re- releasing original content. Um, you did talk about the Infinite Eight mixtape, and man. It definitely did go deep with a number of hits. One song that blew up here uh, on the other side of the world in Canada off that mixtape was Maliga. Uh, oh, that was yeah. by the boy, of course, Jerome B, IFT Prod, Boston, uh, CP, Mother, and Sai Siva. We're going to play that song for y'all right now. Throw it back one time to 2018 with this release. Once again, this is Maliga. Here we go. Yeah. 
Again, that was Maliga, brought to you by the boy Jerome B, producing that, Bro. featuring IFT Prod, Boston, <laughs> Malu, and Sai Siva. Yo, that's a throwback Yo. for me because that's like a like a dance floor track for me. We haven't hit a dance floor. What's a dance floor? What's a dance floor? What do you mean, you, bro? This is a dance floor track, and it's been with COVID. We haven't hit a dance floor in a long time. I forgot I, it. I miss, it's been so I miss long. this track. Yo, seriously. Yo, Jerome, break it down for us, man. Talk about this track to us. This track, okay. So this track, um, I think we had, we've had so many versions of this track. Uh, so we started off with some completely dif- different version, and then it kind of just glued together, and then uh, it kind of just fit like you know jigsaw puzzles. Because mm-hmm. we got Sahi on the track, because Sahi back then he was doing uh, covers and stuff. He hadn't done his own song. Yes, mm-hmm. he was like, you know what, Sahi has that Ghana Bala kind of voice. Let's get him on the track. So saying you saw it two years ahead. <laughs> yeah, 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 you can say that. Yeah, I called it. Even this Maliga beat on your Instagram as well too. You have like a, like a how you made it type of uh, a vibe. But now you're telling me that there's different versions of this track, or I guess the instrumental. Yeah, so it's you're holding out on us. <laughs> it's crazy because um, you don't know where the track's gonna go until the final outcome. Of course, Facts. yeah. What a, uh, what a what a track though. This is one of this is one of those tracks amazing. that like I think what is making you guys, especially with what you're putting out in Europe, stand on such a higher pedestal is that. These are like pro- being produced, I would say, even better 
than the music coming out of like Hollywood, for example. You know, like this song absolutely slams. Like, there's no. Uh... I think we talk about that all the time yeah. on the show. Us here being in Toronto, we got some yeah. good music out here. But what yeah. makes it's so different from what's out in the UK is the production, which does not get enough light. And that's why we wanted to talk to you today because Jerome B, you're like basically the master of all these tracks being put together, but no one is really giving you enough credit for what you do. So take us back to like uh, the struggles that you may have went through. Being a producer, of course, you want to get your name out there, but only your music really talks. Um, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I, th I, I think I can talk for all producers on behalf of all producers, but we're still all going through that because I think in our industry, uh, producers, like you said, don't get enough credit. Uh, for mm. me, uh, the way I saw it was I had to brand myself specifically in order for people to see me. And that's one of the reasons why I had the tag. Because I know that like, if you listen to like uh, UK songs or Canadian songs or American songs, when you hear that tag, they know oh, it's a producer's song. So yes. I thought the tag was yeah. the first kind of thing to brand me. And that's when I started doing more videos because most of the time, all the producers, they're like behind the screens. They don't like to be in front mm -hmm. of the camera on yeah, stage yeah. and they yeah, perform yeah, and stuff like that. So I just wanted to do more things like that. And um, I wanted people to know my name, which was the first step. Well, obviously my music first, my name mm -hmm. second and my face third. Um, and I think we're still, we're getting there. But I still think producers do... Uh, they need a bit more recognition just because absolutely yeah let me let me ask you when you talk about your uh, your tag do you, you have any kind of influence on whose tag you wanted to kind of mimic or whose tag you really you know we have like metro booming he has a really nice yeah. tag everyone knows his jerome b tag mm -hmm. as, yeah, as just, much as you may, yeah. ma, may not know it's a jerome b track everyone knows the tag yeah so tell us about um, how you thought about this tag and how you came up with it Honest, I didn't. I didn't take inspiration from anyone about the tag. Like, I knew I had to make a tag because I've heard one uh, everywhere. It was kind of a random thought, and I remember. I'll tell you how I made it actually. Um, the song "Check in Paris." I don't know if you know that song. It's Ochu Boston yeah. and of Sophia course, Cara. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big track. Um, <laughs> and uh, Sophia at the start, you know how uh, artists do the intro and the intro sometimes, yeah, like an mm -hmm. intro. Right. Uh, she did something like Jerome B. She just said Jerome B. And then yeah. I was like to her, uh, when you record it in the studio, can you try saying Jerome B on the beat? Let's see how it sounds. And she she did it nicely. I liked it. Uh, okay. So in I think it's in that track if you listen to it. Uh, okay. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I can make this into a tag because no one else has Jerome, like something something on the beat. I think yeah. people have London on the track and like you know Metro yes, right, right. Yeah. Um, so I was like, what cool. And I I tried to do it myself. It sounded so bad. <laughs> and then I was like, my sister, I'll just come to my room one day. Let's let's try it. And then yeah. I got her to do a couple of variations. And then I did it. And I was like, oh, you know what? Like, oh, people are uh, gonna listen to a girl's voice better than a guy's voice anyway. So, one hundred percent. The thing is too is that like that. That's also one of those like you got. I mean, I mean, I, I shouldn't say luck, but I mean, you've managed to pull off this like tag that is actually iconic tag. I iconic. Because yeah. when you hear these tracks and you hear drone B on the beat, like you, it just. If you blink, you'll miss it. But if you're listening, you hear it and you but know it. It also becomes part of like, you know, if you're singing along with the song, that also becomes part of the song, you know? We're singing Jerome B on the beat yes. as well, bro. Yes, That's yes. What I want. It's an elite tag, man. Congratulations yeah. on that. And Jerome, you're talking about different inspirations that you get, you know, early on when you're creating your beats. Uh, obviously, through the IFT guys and a few of the other songs you've released, we can tell that there's a heavy Ghana influence or a heavy you know, South Indian influence in your music. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, who's your biggest inspiration? Would you say it's someone like Deva, you know, coming from the Ghana scene or 
Um, would you say you're you're catered towards more the '90s AR Arman classics type vibe? Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I don't actually like Ghana that much. Wow. Uh, it is, <laughs> it's, a pain, it's such a pain to produce. Um, okay. Oh, wait. Interesting. Yeah, because uh, we we work with samples and loops for Ghana tracks, and mm. we're kind of limited uh, mm-hmm. with resources. If we were in India, then we can easily get um, a player to come come in and play for us. Yes, but, um, we we obviously have that limitation in res- resources, and uh, I, I feel that doing a really good Ghana track is quite hard because a lot of people attempt it. Interesting. It just does. It's just hard to hard to ex- execute. I guess. Eh? Yeah, hard to execute and hard to make like a really good song. Like I don't think I could. Like Maliga is such a high standard for me to try and do another song like that. I, I wouldn't want to force it. No, I can definitely imagine because um, obviously in India you have uh, resources to tabla players or middle yeah. players and anything, yeah. uh, anything really, <laughs> and you get that accessible to you. But uh, you know, you're, you're probably going off of things like Splice or trying to create your own sounds, which yeah. is yeah. definitely a lot more of a restriction. So, where would you say that that push comes from? Is this like the artist that you're working with asking for these types of songs, or is this you trying to push yourself out of your you know your box of comfort and trying to find something new? Uh, most of the time, it's uh, the artist. Because I know a lot of artists here, they want to do kutta songs because we don't do a lot of kutta songs, mm-hmm. uh, the Ghana songs. Um, so it's always the artist. I think um, it's it, it it either works or it doesn't work. So it's kind of like a a fifty fifty. It either works and you put in the effort, or it doesn't work. Um, I I would never go out of my way to do a kutta track as of right now. Maybe in the future. Wow, for someone who's so good at doing it, I would have never thought of you. So what? Are, what are these? Inf- so who would you uh, attribute to being your biggest influence? Then, like, who 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 um, is that person that is you know like your goat? You know, in your books. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll give you three goats, uh, All right. each from Perfect. three different like industries. Down for that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I grew up listening to Al Rahman. Yeah, he's like you know the ultimate goat. Uh, from yeah. 90s, 90s music to 2000s and all this music even it's even uh harris j raj you and like oh their older stuff i really like yeah. it yeah um i like that vibe some of the newer stuff i don't like as much um yeah so that's obviously a big inspiration and then in the independency like i said princeton he's a really big inspiration just mm-hmm. because um I, I can't imagine how hard it f- it was for f- producers to survive back then, like 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Imagine, I can imagine, yeah. So I, I like his music and I like his uh, just his progression, like he's right. signed Universal and stuff now, so it's amazing. And right. then lastly, it's a UK producer called Steel Bangles. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. Uh, Can't just, say that I have to be honest. With you. Have yeah, you we'll take a look. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll take a look into it. Yeah. yeah no, he's he mostly does um stuff in the UK, but he he's a producer, but he does his own songs. But he has a recognition, and he's one of the reasons why I thought you know what producers, if they brand themselves a specific way, they can get recognition, and then that's where the tag came from. And even the behind the scenes videos, he does those kind of videos. So I thought you know what, let me show our people what I do as well. So definitely stuff. Well, man, speaking of behind the scenes beat making videos, there's one that this next song definitely needs one for. The song is called FaceTime. Once again, produced oh, by yeah. B. <laughs> 2020's, I want to say, summer anthem here in Toronto has been FaceTime. Yeah. So we're definitely going to run this up right now. And I want to hear the breakdown. So let's go. Cypher, hit him. FaceTime. FaceTime. 
again, ladies and gentlemen, that was FaceTime, produced again by the boy Jerome B, featuring IFT Prods, Boston Suhas, and of course, MC Sai. Man, man. Yo, <laughs> no. Play that on repeat, bro. That's one of those songs that can go on repeat. Yeah. And yo, just yo, did you yeah. see the little strings coming yo. in at the beginning? Yo, Man, me, bro, this, this just slaps. Joel, let me ask you something. Like, this is what Prodigy said earlier. Like, this song is actually for the past summer has been a heavy hit this year especially in toronto oh matt was on your wasn't it on your spotify top uh songs oh, of yeah, the year? yeah it was top of the year let me ask you something like did you yeah. know the impact this song had across the pond or is this something that you're just like you, you just like you knew it was a good song and it's doing well but like did you know the impact the song has had how do you feel about that um i mean yeah i knew the song like was people liked it the views kind of spoke you know the the messages the repost mm. and stories stuff like that yeah i after a song is released and it's a hit i just kind of forget about it sometimes and then stories and i'm like oh shit, yeah this song bang out fair. the next ones for sure I, I do need to ask one more thing though yeah production on facetime is elite there's one mm. specific part though that gets me and prodigy especially in the mm-hmm. studio every time we play this you know, <laughs> and then you know that build up up, up until the kaka de polenikin that that the chords in the background, that music like it hits you, us, bro. It hits you in the feels. It right? hits you yeah. in the feels. Give us a little bit of a breakdown of the thought process behind. That. I just want to get, I just want to dig into your head a little bit on that because man, that is bananas, bro. Um, so that that's kind of uh, whenever I'm working with Boston, that's something we always go to. It's like a signature kind of element for us that kind of breakdown mm-hmm. slow with piano the strings melody and yeah. i've done it so many times with them that when he looks at me i know you know he's gonna ask for this and i know what <laughs> <is>. <laughs> yeah. um, i know what to do and like luckily i i can you know making stuff like that is isn't as hard as like i know could do something um but mm-hmm. we just wanted like because the whole fast is quite vibey and like it's full of beats and raps and stuff so we need we wanted to slow it down bring the tempo down bring the vibe down to like a romantic feel right um, and then bring it right back <laughs> you're right back like right right where you left off is what, yeah. what it is i think that's what hits the most jerome i want to ask you uh, you've talked about like all these projects that you worked on there has to be one project maybe two projects that really like etched uh your career and like really maybe maybe you came through some big difficulties with that track or something that you worked so hard on day and night uh what what track is that for you um so breakthrough wise like i said takurapuna was like a breakthrough into the scene because uh, mm-hmm. that was her first proper track um there's a lot of songs oh you're putting me on the spot here <laughs> <laughs> um Adela was a track that uh, i spent quite a while on yes, yes. um just because uh, i think when uh, when the boys approached me they came with like a, a sample beat Mm-hmm. But uh, the sample beat was so bad, so it was great. <laughs> and that was, that was my f- second time doing the Afro kind of beat. So Takurapuna was the first one, right? And uh, Atlu was the second one. But that, I made it from scratch, and it took and a while. It, yeah, I mean, it was a hit. So I'm guessing it's a big, like, big. I think, I think even on your YouTube video, you have over a couple million views on that. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's nearly three million. I think. Yeah, yeah, over 2.8 mil views yeah. on that one. Crazy, on man. Spotify, because um, recently, only in the past two, three years, Spotify has been kind of like a platform as well. Because it, it, Spotify was never a platform before. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's definitely more YouTube, I think, that you had your content on, right? Oh. Yeah. So now people are listening on Spotify and YouTube, which is good because the industry grows and you know, artists make money, producers make money, and then we can grow even more. 100%. And especially the exposure for guys like yourself, man. Especially yeah. putting on... It's good to see our Tamil people taking it, you know, to heights. So it's it's a good feeling across the board. I mean, of course, being the artist and the producer, it's great for you. But even for, for us, when we look at this and we see the kind of growth you guys are coming out with, what you're putting out, the quality of it. We're, it, it, we're basically ready to boycott the, the Hollywood industry. 100%. 100%. <laughs> so, I mean, I definitely want to talk about uh, some of the other variations and style that you have as well, Drone, because we, we spent a lot of time talking about, you know, the Ghana songs, the hits that you've had and working with, you know, the guys at IFT who've obviously been killing it with you. But recently you've been dropping some different vibes, some non-Thumo vibes. This next song is called Gets Like That by the boy Grade A, produced by Jerome B. Yo, Cypher, hit him. It never used to get like that. Now they see us on the come up and they text right back. Trying to get paid, trying to live comfy. Grade on the track so the track be bumpy. It never used to get like that. Now they see us on the come up and they text right back. Trying to get paid, trying to live comfy. Grade on the track so the track be bumpy. No more jealous, rainy days, no umbrellas. Grinding stack with my fellas. All these tough flat favelas took ages to see changes. Rather be rich than famous. We stack paper, blaze flavors. Change, change that clout into revenue. On the money avenue. Soon come the whole team be breaking through. I tell my youngies, don't let these haters be breaking you. Talk about that girl for everyone. She ain't made for you. Bro, build a rocket, flipping packs for the profit. Copping guns, but I got loads in the closet. Hella takes for a verse. Man, I can't flop it Two fours coming with that force You can't stop it Chasing paper Coming like a paper chaser For any brother Anybody, I would do a favour You on Variety Teddy got the flavour I link girl twice And the third time she a stranger It never used to get like that Now they see us on the come up And they text right back Trying to get paid Trying to live comfy Grade on the track So the track be bumpy it never used to get like that Now they see us on the come up and they text right back Trying to get paid, trying to live comfy Grade on the track so the track be bumped It's like Clash of the Titans Life hit me hard but I'll still stay fighting Girl play fighting, net biting Then I'm sliding out Gotta make this pound, I ain't playing around They thought I was broke cause I don't flex Fuck a flex, I count paychecks And I say less, can you buzz for the stress Gally listen like Simon says She wanna know about me so I let her guess She ain't a big T, only keep at 50, I need y'all to keep it two times 50. Keep, keep it hondo, taekwondo, the way I kick it down. Ghosting for the power in this big rich town. Stay lit like a cigarette, memories I can't forget. Gotta get that long bread, get baguette. Back then it was just a pair of crepes. Now it's 10 pairs of kicks with ticks when I step. It never used to get like that. Now they see us on the come up and they text right back. Trying to get paid, trying to live comfy. Grade on the track so the track be bumpy. It never used to get like that Now they see us on the come up and they text right back Trying to get paid, trying to live comfy Grade on the track so the track be bumpy Alright, once again, that was Guests Like That Mixed and Mastered by Jerome B and brought to you by Grade A Yo, Jerome, obviously this is a different vibe from your usual tracks A lot yeah. more of a real music type feel Talk yeah. to us about it uh, You know what, I always wanted to expand the kind of the feels that I'm giving, the music that I'm doing, and Grade A is like a, he's he's a rapper who follows at like the UK style. Mm -hmm. So he came to me. He said, "I've got a couple of tracks to record. I want to do it like, you know, I'll do it proper." So I brought him down to the studio. He came down, and he had a couple of beats on YouTube, and then we played around with some stuff. Um, and yeah, I just thought it's it's good to give some variety because 
I've been doing the same kind of stuff. It, it gets a bit boring sometimes. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, cool, let's do something different. And it, there's an audience for that as well. It's, it's very UK based. Um, but yeah, it, I think it's a nice track. I think that that sound is slowly creeping its way over here as well too, especially with the recent yeah. remake of him. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, definitely Drake uh, hopping on the UK drill music yeah. bandwagon and carrying it back over to North yeah. America. Culture vulture. You know, like we definitely got a taste of it, and now we can't get enough of it. You know, and we, we UK drill music is definitely uh, embedded. I want to say in the in the culture here in North America now exactly. too. So would you say that you know working on beats like this is more preferable for you since you're saying the kind of music's a little bit more of a, a, a tougher uh, tougher track? Um, I think it depends on the artist I'm going to work with because these kind of beats are not that hard to make because they're mainly based on like samples and loops and like a very simple beat. Uh, whereas when you're doing a song for a Tamil person for Tamil vibe, you have so many different tracks in your software. It's crazy. So there's a big difference. Um, I guess it's good to switch up now and then mix up a bit. Definitely. Would you say you see yourself more in the long term looking to to establish yourself as kind of this drill music scene producer uh, within the UK? Or, you know, are you, are you really looking to expand into dominating the Tamil industry and, and hopefully making it to Hollywood one day and producing um, industry level tracks? Um, I don't think I don't really see myself doing drill just because I know there's a lot of producers doing that already. Um, I think I want to see myself still as an independent producer and an artist, um, but uh, taking over, you know, getting a bigger audience in um, in Asia, because I know there's uh, there can be more audience in India, Malaysia, Singapore, where there's a lot of Tamil listeners. Mm-hmm. Hollywood, uh, it's not a dream to do uh, like a movie in Hollywood. I don't like. I'm very yeah. for the independent scene and like our people. Maybe. I rate that. I rate that. I rate that. You you could do it without without them. I mean, it's it's like something yeah. that we talked about. Too, is like if you do say that that's your goal or dream, it's like saying they're the default, you know, and it's not the case. Yeah, that's not the case. Yeah, you get your platform right now. It's completely independent, right? Of course, haven't had anyone like co-sign or push it out. It's just you're on your own backs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We got no funding. It's just out of our people's own pockets, buying DVDs out of our pockets. Yo, hundred percent, and th- and that's exactly why these efforts that you guys put out with the kind it of quality shows, you're right? getting it out, shows it shows yeah, definitely and, and it won't go in vain I, blood I sweat and tears that's going Facts. into the work you're also with within your within your like uh discography like you're pretty collaborative like you're you, you seem like you're someone who enjoys or likes to work with different artists as well too like you don't only just produce sometimes you'll mix and master certain tracks as well too right for other other producers yeah is there a way you pick and choose like are you selective with who you choose or are you also like is this also a mission of yours to like push other independent producers and artists up front as well to what 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 is how, how does that work for you like how are you picking your collaborators or where does this come from to work with other so, people previously maybe 2019 it was kind of anyone who came to me for anything i would kind of say yes okay. uh with the, because of the, i had the mindset where um the industry is growing so i want to do my part in helping people whether mm-hmm. it's recording for them mixing for them or producing for them like yes. newer artists newer producers i want to help them out because um, if I had had a bit more help when I was producing, it might have been easier, maybe. Um, but I, now I think I, it's a balance between I want to help people out, but I also need to maintain a level of quality in all my of anything course. that has my name on it. Yeah. So I'm a little bit more selective now, but that's what, if a new uh, person asks me to mix and master or produce, I'll be like, can you send me a sample? And then I'll let them know if it's up to like, you know, really good standards. Which is fair. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Now, most of these artists that you've been working with, at least from uh, what we've seen, has been 
across the seas, at least for our part in Europe. Toronto and North America definitely have some up and coming artists as well. Would you yes. be open to working with any Canadian or American born artists? Of course, oh, Tamil born as well. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I've had a couple of people ask me. Um, um, uh, not, I think they're all newer artists, but um, a couple of people have asked me. A couple of producers have asked me as well from Toronto. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I definitely want to work with more people from Canada because I think that'll be a different style as well. We can create. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening right now, this is an official casting call <laughs> right here live on After Hours 102.7. If you're a Canadian or American board artist that wants to work with Jerome B, hit us up and we'll put you in connect. <laughs> of course, we're going to vet for quality. <laughs> but if you want to work with the boy, Jerome B, hit us up. One thing I did want to talk, touch on before we let Jerome go is that he uh, mentioned to me before the show that he's actually working on his own single yeah, so yeah. he's gonna go away from the producing zone what? and also work on his own single jerome tell us a little about give us a little a little tease about uh, that yeah, bro. Uh, literally i i did the track yes i started the track yesterday uh with uh gr music he's another producer he produces uh for sophia cara and okay. fs pro so you yep. probably heard his tag in a couple of songs as well We've seen this before, yep. gr music um and so I hit him up and I was like, bro, let's do something. I want to do a track because um, everyone's seen me as a producer, but I don't I don't think anyone's seen me as an artist in terms bro. of singing as well. Yep. Um, yep. We're waiting for that. We're waiting for yeah, that. Yeah, man. Shout out to you, bro. We're looking, we're looking forward to it. 100%. Yeah. I took a lot of inspiration from Zach Knight, who's a like an urban desi kind of artist. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's he's like a producer and he sings and he does he has like his own vibe, uh, so I, I want to go for that vibe because uh, gotcha. we don't have the vibe in the the, like, the tumble community. Yeah, yeah. It's like he goes for like a mid tempo mid tempo kind of vibe, but you can still rave to it in a club. So mm-hmm. that oh, okay, vibe. all right, all right. Uh, even uh, Steel Bangles, who you mentioned earlier, yeah. and then Zach Knight. I just quickly brought him up. Both are actually of Asian South Asian heritage. Yeah. So yeah. it looks like the. The other south the other parts of south asia are there but the tamils were coming you know we're coming we got guys like you on that mission in due time my friend in due time there's space for us and we have a big audience as well so that's oh, why we definitely push our push our industry the thing is you got to be undeniably great you undeniably know what I mean? that's great. what it that's is right. yeah. that's actually a quote we got from another uk artist we spoke to recently that's right so, so jerome make sure you hit us up make sure you send us that track before it gets released so we <laughs> let it launch here on the after hour show well, once again, thank you so much for joining us, man. It was a great, great, great talk with you. And uh, we want to hear more from you. So 2021, push out some big projects. But we're definitely going to be talking again here on the show. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure yeah. to talk to you guys. Absolutely, Drone. It's it it an honor. Thank you for coming and joining us on the show, right. for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, that was Jerome B. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's what's up. It was actually a solid interview. This guy is only reaching higher and higher levels, and it's absolutely Bro. happiness to see someone killing like it, killing it. we killing should take it. this opportunity now to realize that producers don't get enough credit and start from now of course you know give them the credit that they deserve and i'm glad that we got jerome in here to talk about his experiences and how it feels like not not being able to like fully be recognized as the master behind the track 100%. right mm. but in other words it's yeah. new year's eve we're out here we're chilling Ooh, finishing 2020 strong yeah we're yo. finishing strong going till midnight tonight right when we're entering the new year till next year mm-hmm. we're going till next year that's right technically that's right. <laughs> yeah. stay locked stay tuned with us 102.7 east fm and not only that yeah 
we got our WhatsApp line live, active, ready to go now too. So is it? Yeah, it's ready to go, bro. Ready to go. Uh, hit us up. Te- uh, send us a voice memo. Uh, send us a message. We'll uh, give you guys a shout out on the air during the the live set. The number is six four seven eight four nine one three three one. That's six four seven eight four nine one three D one. Let's Ooh. go. <laughs> All right, let's hit him with the mix show. Thank you to everyone who joined us on this <laughs> yeah. 2020 journey, but we got a lot more for you for 2021. So big facts. Stay tuned. Stay locked. We're ready to go. Let's do this. Peace. <laughs>